Welcome to Rome Christian Center. We are so glad that you are with us here today. If you are local to the Rome, New York area, we would like to invite you to join us 10 a.m. and again at 6 p.m. on Sundays. We are located at 7985 Turin Road in Rome, New York. Let's join the service as we believe God has something in store for you today. Well, I want to start today in the Gospel of John. If you want to open your Bibles with me to John chapter 4. In John chapter 4 is the account of Jesus meeting this woman at the well of Samaria. And uh, talks to her about giving her living water. And she says, where am I going to get it? And he says, I'll give it to you. And then he, and then he kind of, he says, go call your husband. And she says, I don't have one. And he kind of nails her. He says, well, that's right. You, you've had five. And the one you're living with now is not your husband. And uh, all of a sudden, she realizes, I think she's not just talking to anybody, any ordinary man. And they get into this not an argument, but a little bit of a, a discussion about where you should worship. She being a Samaritan, they worshiped, they worshiped in Samaria. And verse 20, John 4 and verse 20, it says, Our fathers worshiped at this mountain. And you, you people say, I thought, you know, when I read that, my Bible, my Bible says, I thought, today if you said you people to anybody, they'd, to be all over the internet telling you you're racist, you're bigoted or something. She says, but you people say that in Jerusalem is the place where we men ought to worship. And Jesus said to her, woman, believe me, an hour is coming when neither in this mountain nor in Jerusalem will you worship the Father. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know for salvation is from the Jews. But an hour is coming and now is when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For such people, the Father seeks to be his worshipers. God is a spirit, and those who worship him must worship him in spirit and truth. I felt to share this morning a message about worship. I don't want, to, I don't want this to be a teaching. What I feel like God wants to do is to just have, every, have us look at our own lives and say, am I, am I a worshiper of God? Do I worship him on a regular basis? Most, I just feel like in my own self, and I have no reason to back this up except my own uh, sensing, is that most Christians are not, are not they, they spend very little time during the week worshiping God. We worship, they feel like worship is Sunday. It's what we do on Sunday when we sing. But God wants us to be worshipers on a daily basis, to come to him and to want to spend, to want to tell him how much we love him, how much we adore him, how much we care about who he's, what he's done for us. Just because we worship a little bit on Sunday morning doesn't make us real worshipers. You know, I was thinking, uh, just, just because I fix a leaky sink once in a while doesn't mean I'm a plumber. Or just because I do a little bit of car work on my, on my car does make me a mechanic. A mechanic is somebody who does it full time. A plumber is someone who does it full time. And God wants us to, in, to, 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 from worship, to be a part of our life. 
So this is not to put anybody down or condemn anyone, but just kind of, I just feel like God is saying, take, take, a, take a look at your own life. I've been looking at mine. Saying, are you, a, are you a regular worshiper of God in your prayer time? I think we most Christians pray on a regular basis. But it's part, it's part of that prayer worship. Do you take time to worship God? You know, I was listening to, oh, probably, I don't know, it's been over a year. I was listening to a, a, a video by Pastor Bill Johnson. And he was talking, I forget what he was talking about, but he was, no, he was talking about prayer. And he, he said, if I pray an hour, and, all, and he said this during his, during his message, he said, if I pray for an hour and a half, I spend most of that time worshiping. He said, because in 20 minutes, you can say a lot. You know, it's easy, it's easy for me, because I'm kind of a short-winded guy anyway, it's easy for me to pray for myself, to pray for my wife and I, to pray for my family, to pray for the church, to pray for the government. In about 20 minutes, I'm, I'm, I've, I've, prayed, I've prayed everything I know to pray. But he said, he said, you can say an awful lot in 20 minutes. And the rest of the time, he said, I usually spend just worshiping God. And that's such a key to the, to the, to the successful life of a Christian, is to be a worshiper, to spend time worshiping God. In my own prayer time, I've found that nothing brings the presence of God into, into the room that I'm praying, into my being, like worship. And I, and I get up early in the morning sometimes, and I, I'm up for a couple hours, and then I go back to bed for a couple more. But during that time, I'll sit in my chair, and a lot of times I don't pray, I just worship. I just spend time worshiping God. And for me, what, what draws the presence of God into my life is, is I sing. To, I sing. I can't really sing, but I do sing. You know what I'm saying? There's some songs that are special to me that, that, I, that, that I use on a regular basis and it just brings the, the presence of God into my life. You know, one of them is, I don't know if this is my own personal thing, songs like, I love you, Lord. You know, I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you. Oh, my soul, Richard. I just sing that real quiet. Well, you start singing that a couple times, and you sense the presence of God. It's like God saying, I got to go see what's, I got to go visit that guy. And another one, another one I sing is, uh, I worship and adore you. Bowing down before you, songs and prayer, you know, I worship and but find something that works for you. But spend some time worshiping God. Become a worshiper in your own private prayer time, not just, in, not just on a Sunday morning. You know, several years ago, Norval Hayes, one of my favorite preachers is Norval Hayes. I, I just, I loved the way he preached. He, he gave a testimony. He said he was, this is, this is probably 20 years ago now, he said he was driving in his car one day and the Spirit, Spirit of the Lord just came in and flooded the car. And, and the Lord spoke to him and said, Son, my church is, is sadly lacking in the area of worship. And Norval, and Norval responded to that. He said, Oh, is that right? And, 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 and the Lord said, Yeah, and you're not doing so hot yourself. So because... After that encounter, he wrote a book called How to Live and Not Die. And basically what it, the, the theme of that book is, if you be a worshiper of God, 
You'll draw his presence into your life and, you, and he'll heal you. He'll give you whatever you need. And he was on, and because of that book, they invited him on, on TBN. To, TBN has a pro, is a Christian network. They have a, a, a program every night that they call Praise the Lord. It's usually hosted by Jan and Paul Crouch. It was back then, but they both, but they weren't there. There was a guest interviewer. I forget who it was. And Norval was sitting, they were sitting and talking about his new book. And the guest said, well, how, what do you mean? Worship, you talked about worship. He said, what do you, what do you mean about worship? How did you do that? And Norval got up out of his chair and knelt down in front of the seat he was sitting on and just started to worship God. And the, and the, and the moderator just kind of sat there dumbfounded, didn't know what to do. But Norval was down on his knees saying, oh, I worship you, Jesus. Holy, you're so holy. And he just, for about three or four minutes, and I thought, why don't you get down there and worship with him? Because I feel like you probably don't even know, you probably don't do that in your own life. But God, it's so important for us to be worshipers, to let God know how much we love him and how much we care for what he's done for us. But you can't, the thing is, the Bible commands us to worship God, but you can't make people worship because worship comes from the heart. It's something you have to want to do. You can make someone stand and sing, but that doesn't mean their heart's in it. But a desire to know him in a greater way, a desire to be close to him, a desire to, to seek him that hungers him. Your, your spirit longs for this. Your, your heart really wants to do this. But you just have to kind of remind yourself, oh, I need to spend some time worshiping God. You know why God loved David so much? Because David loved him so much. He'd, sing, he'd sit out there with his sheep, and his little, they had these little harps, and he'd play the harp, and he'd, and he'd sing, and he'd worship God. He'd, he wrote psalms like, as the deer pants for the water brook, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. This is David's heart. You know, how can God not respond to that? You're, you tell him, you're just telling him how much you love him, how much you need him. And then he wrote in Psalm 63, O God, you're my God. I shall seek you earnestly. My soul thirsts for you. My flesh yearns for you in a dry, in a thirsty land where there is no water. David's heart was just that. He, he was... The Bible says he was, he was a man after God's own heart. He was seeking God. And you know, David, David, and David didn't write, when, when David wrote that, he didn't write Psalm 63. <laughs> it wasn't Psalm 63. It was just a, a, a song that he, that he was singing to God because he loved him so much. And God blessed him and God watched over him. But David was a worshiper of God and we all need that. God wants intimacy with us, with you and with me. He wants a deep an abiding fellowship. It says that in, in the book of Genesis, in chapter 3, it says God came down in the, in the cool of the day. To, to, they heard him walking in the garden in the cool of the day. He came down to be with his creation. He wants to be with us. He wants to spend time with us. God is faithful, the apostle Paul wrote in 1 Corinthians. God is faithful through whom you were called into fellowship with his son, Jesus Christ, our Lord. Fellowship, it's, it's God's principal action between you and I. He wants to be 
He wants us to spend time together, to know him, to bless him. Because he, and he'll bless us. In 1 John chapter 3, in 1 John chapter 1, it says, What we have seen and heard and proclaim to you also, that you may have fellowship with us, and indeed our fellowship is with the Father and with his Son, Jesus Christ. Draw near to God, James wrote, and he'll draw near to you. That's what God wants, intimacy with us. So it's more than just spending some time in prayer. Spend some time worshiping God and see what happens. You'll be amazed at how blessed you can be. You know, our destiny, I was thinking, I was thinking this, where are, we, where are we going to spend eternity? In heaven with God. In a new heaven and a new earth. I mean, when, it, when this is all said and done, there's going to be a new heaven and a new earth, and we're going to be residing there with them. But I was thinking, you know what they do a lot of in heaven? Worship. So you might as well get used to it now. You might as well practice. See, I don't want to be in worship kindergarten when I get to heaven. I want to be at least in worship high school. So I've been doing it and practicing it and getting good at it, and I, and, and I get a little bit of promotion when I get into heaven. You know? So that's what God wants. He wants relationship. He wants intimacy. And we can have it if we just give ourselves to it. So I just feel like we just need to be reminded to worship because we, we don't, maybe we just don't think about that every day. But it's so important in our lives. Intimate, an intimate relationship with God is available to whosoever will. Will what? Will pursue him with all his heart. Will long for him and spend time with him. Satan, Satan wants, that's what, this is what Satan wants, is worship. When Jesus started his public ministry, he was baptized by John. The Bible says the Spirit of God led him into the wilderness to fast and pray for 40 days. At the end of that, the, Satan came and tempted him. And one of the temptations says he showed him all his kingdoms of the earth. Satan showed, Satan showed Jesus all the kingdoms of the earth and said, all these things are, I will give you if you fall down and worship me. But, but be gone, Satan, Jesus said, for it is written, you shall worship the Lord your God and serve him only. God is the only one who, who deserves worship. You know, someone said to me one time, Pastor, what's the difference between praise and worship? Is there any difference? Well, I'll just tell you how I see it. It's not, not necessarily the absolute way you have to see it, but I always see praise. Praise relates to who God is and what he's done, but praise to me is a, is a little more jubilant, a little more expressive, uh, and praise is not exclusive to God. You can praise an individual. Praise is not just only to God. You can, you can praise an individual for some notable accomplishment or some loyalty or faithfully. You know, you, someone's been serving, living, working at a company for 30 or 40 years. They give him a retirement session. They praise him for his loyalty, for his faithfulness. That's fine. But worship is exclusive to God. He's the only one that, that, we, that we can worship. That's why in Romans chapter 1, when the Apostle Paul is talking about people who are living with perverse behavior, it says, because 
it, that their behavior is so wrong because the scripture says because they worship the creature rather than the creator. Anytime we worship anything other than God, we are really wrong. Only God deserves to be worshipped. Worshippers in the Bible get God's attention. The leper fell down before the leper in Mark chapter 1. It was a leper that came to Jesus for healing, but first he fell down and worshipped him. He said, Lord, if you're willing, you can make me clean. Jesus said, I'm willing. He touched him and healed him. Jairus, the ruler of the synagogue, whose little daughter was dying, it says he came and worshipped him first before he requested that he come and heal his daughter. A Syrophoenician woman, after she'd been rebuffed by, by Jesus, and said, no, I can't do that. So she came and she worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he, and he said, and that's when he reached out and healed her daughter. True lovers of God are worshippers of God. A few years ago, well, it's been probably 10 years ago now, we have a son that lives in Southern California. And uh, we sing a lot of songs from a group called Hill Songs. And, she's, and Hill Songs is led, led by a woman named Darlene, I don't know how to say her last name, Jack. But they came, several years ago, they came to Southern California to do a concert, like a Christian concert. And, uh, my, and our son went. And he called me the, ne the next week and he said, Dad, I was at a concert with, with Hill Songs. I said, how was it? He said, it was great. I said, he said, the praise and the worship were really uplifting. But Dad, he said to me, but Dad, when, when they began to worship, when she began to worship, she checked out. It was like, it was just her and God. You could just see it. I mean, she just, she just started worshiping God and she just was, she was totally oblivious to anything else. That's the way God wants us to be. He wants us to get into that place where we just worship him so much, nothing else matters for that period of time. A few years ago, our wife and I, my wife and I, went to Pennsylvania to a Randy Clark uh, seminar. And one of the speakers there, well, the reason why we went, because one of the speakers was Heidi Baker. She's a ph phenomenal woman of God who's done a great who's uh, done a great work of God in Mozambique. And when it was time for her to, they, you know, they, they always start the service like a church service with some praise and worship. And then she came out, and everyone was waiting for her to start preaching. She came out and sat down on the stage, and for about 20 minutes, she just checked out. She just went and started worshiping. She, started, she, started worship, she sat down, started worshiping God. Everybody just kind of stood there with their chin, you know. It's like, might as well worship with her. She's, the, she's not, she's not going to preach until she's done worshiping God. And it was, a, it was an amazing experience because I've never seen a guest speaker just kind of sit down on the floor and just worship God. In her, just, it was just her and God for about 20 minutes. And then she stood up and gave a wonderful word. But first she just spent some time worshiping God. And, that's, and that spoke to me and said, that's, I've got to learn to do that. I want to, I want to be that close to God. In Revelation chapter 5 and verse 11. It says, Then I looked and I heard the voice of many gods around the throne, and the living creatures, and the elders. And the number of them was myriads of myriads, 
and thousands of thousands, saying with a loud voice, Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. And every created thing which is in heaven and on the earth and under the earth and on the sea and all things in them, I heard saying, To him who sits on the throne and to the Lamb be blessing and honor and glory and dominion forever and ever. And the four living creatures kept saying, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshipped. This, this is what we're heading for, this kind of an environment. This takes, it takes a little bit of your time. And it takes some effort to be a, a worshiper. But practice at home. I'll tell you, Worship brings the presence of God like nothing else. I think that was, a, that was one of the real, uh, most real important things that happened. My wife and I, for years, we'd, we'd go to Benny Hinn conference. Benny, Pastor Benny Hinn used to hold these large conferences around the nation. Whenever there was one that was fairly close, we'd go. But he, the real key to his success in those was he'd get people to worship God. And when you get 13, 14,000 people in a place and they all start worshiping God, God comes and starts healing people. He didn't call, he didn't, you know, he never, he never really said, anybody has cancer, line up, I'll pray for you. Anybody has arthritis, line up, I'll pray for you. What he did was he just led the place in, into the worship, into the presence of God with praise and worship. He'd start worshiping God and the Spirit of God would just show up and start healing people. And then once, once they were healed, he'd call them up on the platform to testify. But, but it was the worship that brought the presence of God. And it would bring the presence of God into our lives too if we'll practice it. So I just want to encourage people this morning. Are you a worshiper? Is worship a part of your daily experience with God? Consider it. Just work on it and ask God to help you. He'll, he'll teach you exactly what to do. Bring the presence of God into your life through worship. Prayer, prayer is essential. Pray, but spend some time worshiping God and see what that does. I tell you, you'll be blessed beyond you. You really will. You'll be blessed and blessed and blessed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You know, I didn't tell Darren. Darren doesn't know what I'm going to preach. I don't tell anybody what I'm going to preach. But this morning he played some these worship songs, and I said, thank you, Jesus. We're worshiping God this morning. We're going we're gonna to close in worship as we usually do, but if you can, stay and worship with us. Tell God you love him. Spend that time and see what happens. Father, I thank you just for encouraging us this morning, for reminding us of the importance of worship, we need to give ourselves to you, spirit, soul, and body. Tell you how much we love you, how much we want you in our lives. And I thank you that as we worship, your presence will be drawn into our midst and we'll, love, and we'll be blessed, healed. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thank you so much for being with us today. Our prayer is that your life be enriched through the power of God's Word. 
and that you be filled with his love and strength as you daily serve him. To learn more about our service times and our ministry and how it is that you can partner with us, visit us online today at romechristiancenter.com.